Welcome to ConX, uh, a global leadership platform for construction executives. Uh, this week, uh, we have, uh, I used to always call him Joey, but it, most people know him as Joe, Joe Isaacs. Uh, he's with Omni uh, Commercial Construction. And rather than me introducing him in great detail, because uh, I don't want to mess his story up, um, I'm just going to let him, you know, introduce himself, talk about Omni as a company and talk about himself and kind of give his background and history. So, so take it away, Joey. Yeah, thank you, uh, Dr. Arias. Uh, the, um, yep, my name is Joseph Isaacs and, uh, I am an owner of Omni Commercial. We are a commercial construction contractor uh, out of Lexington, Kentucky, and we provide services as a general contractor, uh, design build and construction management. So, we provide the service of delivering all three of those uh, construction delivery models. So can you tell me about Omni as a company? How long ago did it start? You know, what did you guys start doing? You know, work in certain sectors, that kind of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So Omni started in 2015. We, uh, um, that's a, a Kind of, kind of not. We originally started a company called Omni Commercial Finishes in 15, and it was a kind of a specialty construction contractor. Although we ended up doing general contracting um, contracts, so um, we elected to uh, dissolve that company and start Omni Commercial in 16, just to drop off that finishes off the last of the name to. So it wasn't confusing as far as the type of uh, delivery methods that we that we serve. So we um, started in 2015. We primarily work um, in the commercial industry, uh, some industrial, but the um, early on we done a market analysis on Central Kentucky where we were based out of and determined the three markets that we wanted to uh, target and serve and that is healthcare, education, and manufacturing. And so um, there's just a there's a lot of hospitals just in Lexington alone. So we knew early on that we would be able to generate uh, a lot of projects uh, in healthcare. Same with education. And although we haven't really tapped into our full potential on manufacturing, uh, we did want to include that in our in our target market. So um, we're still yet tapping into the manufacturing industry, um, but we have really fully tapped into healthcare and education, and we've really turned out a lot of projects, and those really are where we shine, and again, we want to do the same in manufacturing, but uh, that's in further development. So let's back up a little bit with you. Tell us where you grew up, where you went to school, that type of thing. Yeah, absolutely. So I uh, grew up in eastern Kentucky, uh, a small area. Uh, Jackson County, as most people know, the McKee area, and um, is a very small town. Um, as a matter of fact, it's um, it's like the second poorest county in the nation. Right oh, wow. next to it is, yeah, right next to it's Clay County, where a lot of people know uh, Manchester, which is the poorest county in the nation. And so, um, you know, uh, we, we grew up. Uh, very humble. We, I wouldn't call it poor, but uh, uh, very, very, very great family. Uh, just very good values, and um, 
I really value the bringing that I had. And uh, so I, I think in that is uh, that and the military is really where I can credit my work ethic and my drive um, and, and just my ambition to work hard uh, is my upbringing and in the military. So, yeah, I did end up going uh, and serving in the Army. And I, uh, uh, I was Sorry a commercial. The Navy wouldn't take you. You know, so. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> That's right, yeah. So I was a uh, chemo- nuclear chemical biological specialist, and uh, I ended up serving uh, in Iraq straight out of training in, in, in 03. Uh, of course, that was the biggest threat at that time was chemicals. And so uh, my responsibility as an 18-year-old was to make sure everyone was safe from that. So it was a pretty big responsibility for a young guy but uh i enjoyed it make you grow up so quickly oh yeah that's right yeah so yeah it was amazing all these older men coming to me oh what do i do how do i you know this is why we were still mobilizing before we hit boots on ground in iraq but uh and i am 18 and i just got out of school (laughs) trying to prep them for how to save their lives if we get attacked by chemicals but uh so yeah, I mean, you know, just the military, it really helped to develop that that uh discipline and, and that work ethic to uh to really work hard and and that carried on over and you know, when I got back from my tour and um ultimately ended up I you know, as with any large decision I have ever had in my life, it's always been uh I, I've you know, it took me a long time to uh, make a final decision on something that was large, such as a major in college, and uh, that was a that was a time uh, I went two years as a uh, undeclared, um, which really helped to benefit getting a lot of the general studies out of the way. But I went two years or a year and a half, something like that, undeclared, really struggling to find out what I wanted to do. And uh, we got back from Iraq and. And one of my buddies that I was over there with, he was like, hey, I'm majoring in construction management. And it just clicked. I was like, That's what I want to do. I want to major in construction management. Um, and I looked into the program, and I uh, signed up. And uh, EKU, very good program. It really, they uh, done really great to really immerse uh, myself into the industry and what it's about and they already had many great connections with uh, big industry leaders in Kentucky, and we was able to make good contacts there. And um, uh, I, that's where I uh, met 3D Enterprises. We had taken a um, office visit, and I, I liked what I seen, and I liked how oh, what they were the kind of projects, uh, the big complex projects that they were um, that they were performing in, and so I uh, submitted uh, my resume to them and ultimately ended up getting a, a job as an intern at 3D Enterprises. And, you know, I was there, uh, this was early on in my um, school career at EKU. And so uh, while I was yet learning in class, I was really learning at 3D Enterprises, a really great company. They did really well with really just throwing you to the you know throwing you in the fire and you either burned or or um or you done well so uh, I continue to do well there and really further developed my knowledge and um, uh, just uh, experience 
and how to execute a project successfully. Um, so 3D Enterprises, I really give them a lot of credit for really uh, establishing a, a good foundation and then carrying that over at the same time uh, uh, while I was still in class yet at the same time at EKU. Just those, those doing that at the same time really help to build a good foundation. Uh, they're a hardworking company, uh, all those yeah. guys over there, definitely. Um, so what significant event really shaped, you know, Omni's business model that you guys have today? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, so at, you know, ultimately at 3D Enterprises, uh, we ended up running into, uh, uh, we encountered the recession in 2009. Um, and I ended up, I stayed in the water infrastructure industry, which is where they performed. And I went to civil engineering to another company and I performed there for a little while. Uh, and then I ended up, uh, moving over to the commercial construction industry with a family member, uh, working in their company. And although my vision there was to, and, and they were a specialty trade contractor, my vision there was to further develop them into general contracting. Um, it didn't really work out that way. Um, and although there was efforts that were made to uh, develop that, it ultimately didn't work out. And um, so I ended up starting Omni Commercial. And, uh, uh, you know, we were a new company, obviously. And um, the business model that we approached early on was um, was engaging in public works as a new business sometimes um, you, you don't have all the contacts early on um, so public works provides a good avenue to be able to um, uh, find uh, more and more opportunities to be able to to work although our first projects were private projects mm -hmm. um, you know as you're trying to grow a company you just gotta you, you obviously have to keep on bringing in more and more do, projects you know so yeah. no matter what sector you know absolutely so uh so so yeah we uh uh ultimately you know after we had dried up all of our private contacts obviously we we engaged in the public works uh sector and uh, really uh really you know really flourished early on uh we uh found plenty of opportunities. Uh, the economy was great at this time. There were, it was a great time to start a company. What, uh, how are you guys preparing for the future? I mean, you know, I mean, a lot of companies out there have five and, you know, some companies even, even out there have a 10 year plan. And I, I understood, you know, I understand companies normally when they start, they don't like think that far ahead, you know, but, um, what are you guys doing to prepare for the future and where do you see that kind of going? Absolutely. So we're actually coming up to the end of our initial five-year plan, and we're uh, just now starting to um, uh, hammer away at some details on our next five-year plan. So it's not entirely solidified yet, but you know, analyzing market conditions is definitely our first approach to uh, to to a five-year plan and what what the future holds. So um, as of right now, you know, the market conditions look look good. Um, that is in the in the public sector. Uh, we do about 75% public, 25% private. So I can't really weigh in as much on 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 the private sector, but it is looking good for public works. Um, uh, you know, our our, our five-year plan, uh, 
of course we have um, X amount of revenue we'd like to hit in that amount of time, but really it's um, developing the infrastructure of the company. You know, we uh, in in five years we've been able to build a healthy benefits package for health and and dental and vision and all that stuff and vacation pack. But we get to have a 401k package, so that would be a plan that we would uh, uh, implement to because right now we're just really trying to. Five years ago, we couldn't get key, you know, the cream of the crop employees. We were a new company, but uh, but right now we're really focusing in on that of trying to get the best of the best employees. Uh, and so we, that's one thing we're lacking is 401k. So we need to get that implemented. Um, again, uh, our third target market or one of our three target markets is manufacturing, the manufacturing industry, which is a good solid industry here in Central Kentucky with all the automotive. You know, Toyota and Lexus being the primary source of that. So uh, we definitely uh, want to tap into manufacturing and um, and really serve that industry well, like we are healthcare and education. Um, and uh, we we in an effort to diversify, and we we recently became approved general contractors for several uh, restaurant. Um, chains and so we want to further develop that and, and along with retail target markets so um, that's something that, uh, that that's really part of our vision and uh, definitely involves a lot of travel of course and and really securing all those licenses in other states and which we've already begun to do and we already have um, but um, and, and the design build we we we, we've done design build. It's not been the main source. Uh, uh, doing public works, of course, general contracting has been the main delivery method that we've operated in. But um, as we approach manufacturing more, we know we need to um, be able to uh, further develop that design build delivery method. And so, um, and of course, CM, we're only five years old, so we, we've not really had much opportunity for CM, but that is a part of our vision. Therefore, it's a part of our model. So uh, early on, we wanted to be able to provide that service. So what skills and abilities do you have you think that helps your business every day? Because, you know, I mean, you're uh, – I do remember you when you went to school. Gosh, it's been, what, 15 years ago now or so? and. Uh-huh. Um, and I have my own opinion on that, <laughs> but, uh, but, but, uh, no, but I, I know you, there's some things that you have that are very valuable it, in your mind. What do you think that you bring to the table that helps your business, uh, grow? Yeah, just from feedback from customers, you know, that's one of the hardest things to probably be able to identify is your own, your own skills and abilities that, that really, but, uh, you know, looking back at, feedback from customers and, and design teams and my, my personal project administration skills is, is pretty good you know uh, we have we've uh, built very uh, good systems in our in our office infrastructure to be able to implement uh, good project administration policies and procedures and such and so I, I'm, I'm good at project admin I mean I'm good at really the detail of it and keeping up with it and, and the urgency of it and um and i would also say um estimating i wasn't that good when you were teaching me but <laughs> i'm <laughs> oh but you know i've 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 made myself 
have to be good now. So I mean, long night. It's it's funny how important that skill is, you know. I mean, uh, or you know, you don't necessarily see that in school, but you learn it over time. Um, I was gonna say what I what I was gonna say is. I think the skills and ability you bring to the table more than anything is you're uh, you're a very persistent person. You know, you have persisted through some difficult things, and uh, that's if someone asks me what do you, you know what do you what what is his what is his most important quality? That's what I would say. So that's good credit upon yourself. Um, yeah. I so see that. what are the five key parts of the businesses that are your strengths? And then flip that the other way. What are the five key parts of your business you can work on? And you don't have to give me five. You can just give me, give me yeah. ideas. Okay. Yeah. Our uh, five strengths of our business. Uh, uh, I would say that we've done a good job of uh, developing a culture of excellence. And that's uh, whether that's workmanship or just carrying ourselves on a project uh, in a, with excellence, and um, you know the the employees, and whether it's in the office or in the field, I think they're definitely aware of that uh, that standard that we have in our culture, and I think that's definitely one of our strengths, and and one of the things that our clients appreciate on a day-to-day basis. Um, you know, I think urgency would be another one that's um, uh, and to me, really, that's really a part of excellence mm-hmm. uh, is responding with urgency. We know that the construction industry is about being responsive and, uh, and responsible and responsive. And, and you know, it's, uh, it's uh, designers, owners, they, they need answers and they need them quickly. And uh, we, we, we do really well at responding with urgency and uh, you know, I think that just translates over into our project admin, like I was saying. Our, uh, we, our project administration is it is top notch, and and we get that feedback pretty frequently. And I think that's really with the project administration, it's really just a matter of of, of, of urgency. I think that's really what helps to helps to um, uh, really establish that as one of our strengths. So really, I mean, really, what I'm saying is they all they're all they all go hand in hand, and tied in together, you know, and and uh, we 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 demand very good workmanship. We can go to our projects, you know, six months, a year later, or or more, and uh, wow, that's a that's a really good looking project, and you know, I know that we can uh, pick our pick apart anything, uh, especially other people's work, but uh, when you can go look at your own project, especially when you're your your own biggest critic uh, to be able to say, wow, it's a nice, it's a nice looking project, and I think that goes a long way. So I believe, uh, yeah, our delivery of good workmanship is is definitely one of our strengths. Um, and then our integrity, we we uh, we really hold that up high, and our clients know it as well, and they can really just trust us. Mm-hmm. They can trust us with. Uh, with uh, they can trust us when we can tell them when we can do something, or if we can tell them if we can't. Um, they can trust us uh, with uh, those large uh, uh, volume uh, amount of dollars, and 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 they just they can really lay their head down at night knowing that we're going to take care of it. It's funny how like uh, it, you know people sometimes care more about your ability to 
whether you're being honest and forthright with what you're bringing to the table rather than what you're bringing to the table. So, um, and I've made those personal mistakes because people have pressured me, hey, make the schedule say this or, you know, or, you know, or, or make it look like we finish on time or this or that. And then, and then ultimately, when we don't show, we don't actually do it, then your, you know, your word's worth nothing. And it's, ter it's crazy to think, well, if you're just as honest and transparent with people, uh, the, the positive response you could, you could actually get just by, by using that. So, um, I agree, which is not common in our industry, but you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and it's not very fun when you have to do it, but so let's talk yeah, about you oh, personally again here. What do you believe your, are your, 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 some of your biggest failures you've had professionally in your life? And what are some of the biggest successes that you professionally that you've had in your life? Yeah. Um, I would say, uh, failures. That, that's a pretty tough one to, uh, um, you know, uh, tough also because early here, as of recently, I, I'm a big goal setter. I like to set goals even yearly and, uh, starting out in the new year. And, and one of my goals every year is to have failures. So that's interesting to, to ask about that because, um, you know, I feel like if we, uh, if you achieve all your goals, you're really not stretching yourself enough, and we really gotta stretch ourselves to reach our fullest potential. And uh, that's that's my vision on that. And uh, but uh, we have had some failures. Uh, I have, you know, we've we've had a project that ran way over budget. And that was a big failure. Uh, and that that was early on. Now I really have to give our accounting department credit. We have a very good accounting system. And we can really, that's, that's something that I was able to bring with me as a, uh, as a resource and just knowledge and skill was cost control, project cost control. And, uh, so we implemented that very early on and, um, but we did have a project, uh, I think we were two years old. It went way, way over as big <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was, it was, you know, it, it big enough to where it could have been very detrimental for a two year old company. And, but uh, because I think, again, accrediting our accounting and our cost cost control, we were able to know where we stood. Mm -hmm. Being able to know where you stand gives us a leg up to be able to get out of it. So uh, we still completed the project, um, on, and um, and that's one of those projects that looks great, you know. Mm -hmm. uh, but we did spend a lot more money on it than we got paid for. So that was uh, that was one of our failures. Um, well, there's much bigger yeah. problems to have than just losing money on a job, you know, like like having a building not built correctly, you know, or oh, having yeah. quality issues. You know, those are much bigger problems. But Yeah, I can definitely see that. I would say another uh, failure we've had, too, was um, uh, we, although we have been very um, conscious of, of, of the need to develop a good culture and just have a vision for it and a strategy for it. At one time, the culture kind of got out of hand and, and, uh, we, um, uh, we were just in a really bad place with morale and, um, and the culture of the company was just suffering really bad. And we had a lot of projects to complete. And this had something to do with that project that ran over budget too. Mm -hmm. Um, so, um, you know, because we had the estimating on it on that project was good. It was just the execution, and the execution was a result of our culture. And uh, 
So again, we had a lot of, this wasn't the only project, it's just the only one that suffered um, and that, that bad. So we had a lot of projects to complete, and but we had a really bad culture and we needed to do something about it. Uh, and the only thing that we could really do was to let go most of the employees to be able to rebuild this culture because we'd already tried rebuilding and it wasn't work. So we really had our backs against the wall at this point. We had all these projects to complete. And at this time, we were a new company. So we were self-performing a lot, mm-hmm. and which we don't do anymore. Uh, uh, and so we had a lot of projects to complete. And ultimately, we let a little go of most of our field employees. Just to be perfectly honest, we let go of everyone but one employee with a lot of projects to complete. So we had to scramble very quickly. And we've done it. And uh, it was it was a scary move, but we had to do it to rebuild the culture, and uh, and we've done it, and we've been it's been very effective, and I can successfully say that we have a great culture now, and with just uh, um, uh, with employee attitude and morale, and, and it's it, it was definitely a move that paid off in the end, and I'm glad that we made that move. And, and it's funny how those that event probably you probably learn more from that event than anything that went any project that went well. Would you agree? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, many, many learning points there that we, uh, <laughs> really the, our strategy now is, you know, a result of some of the moves that we made there. Well, so I got uh, two last questions before we kind of go to the speed round. The first question I have is what advice would you give to somebody looking to get into bit, you get into the type of business you're in and grow it. Yeah. Um, so uh, I would say work hard. You know, uh, I uh, um, really got to put in those hours early on. Obviously, as a business owner, our goal is to eventually get away from that, and you will. But uh, it, it definitely takes hard work, uh, just relentless persistence. And, and just really um, putting in that hard work, you know, um, uh, being being the I, I know you've heard this be- heard this before, being the hardest worker in the room. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, and take risks. They're you know really working from don't be not being afraid to uh, operate out of that place of uh, discomfort. Uh, you know that's that's a it's a scary place to be in, but once you realize that that's where you need to be then you recognize that operating from comfort is actually the scary place because you know you're not going to you're not going to develop like you need to operating from a place of comfort so getting out of that comfort zone taking risks um and just being confident you know be uh even if you um uh, yeah, that's it, it's, it can be a hard one to overcome, but just being confident and and knowing that you have the skills and the ability, if you have the determination and the relentlessness and the persistence to do it, then then you're going to produce results. So just be confident in that, and uh, uh, and just be confident in in, in what they your mentors have built you up to be at this point. Uh, I would say. Um, You'd also want to empower others. You want to don't be afraid to uh, <clears throat> uh, pass a torch. Don't be you know, and, and just really uh, invest in others uh, who's going to help you run your company uh, and be teachable. You know, we, uh, we we definitely can't 
develop a mindset even even early as long as you can live don't uh, develop a mindset where you can't be teachable where you can't learn new things uh, because uh, as we know uh, there's not one construction project that's uh, that's the same as the next so uh, we got to continue to be teachable uh, to be able to um, really transition with the market trends and I'd say that's very important you said something that I just want to kind of piggyback on is I think one of the good attributes of people who were former military, and once again, I want your opinion on this, but, and I recently heard somebody say this and it wasn't actually in a good way, uh, but uh, it was about a, an individual that actually had committed a crime and went on the run. And they said that he was very hard to catch because he was, uh, he was comfortable. He was comfortable in being uncomfortable and i'd have to say that in in my life especially in the military being able to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations is an essential function of being successful you know whether that's risk whether that's stress whether that's whatever it's just it's amazing how how good of a trait that is and i attribute that to the military too well what are your thoughts on that yeah absolutely i agree you know uh and and I, I think that uh, I, I I think that's key. I think it's key to be able to um, and you and and again, like I said, you get to where that's where you really want to operate from, and 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 as your business grows and develops, and uh, that's one of the things you kind. Of, I mean, you, you see, you've heard of folks that uh, that that are in the industry their whole lives and they don't want to get out and. You get comfortable with that operating in this, these places that at first you you uh, you don't you know that you're afraid of that you're afraid of and and I, yeah I agree I think it's key and uh, definitely worth its weight in gold to just be aware of have an awareness of it. Well, this kind of piggybacks on my previous question, but you know I talked about somebody getting in business and growing it. Well, let's talk about like because you have served different roles, including an executive level position within your company. What would you tell somebody who say maybe at the beginning of the career or mid career that's that wants to go into an executive level position? You know, for you, it was owning your own company. You know, but w w what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to you know? go to that executive level yeah um, you know I, I think that um, uh, again taking those risks being confident I, I believe it really they go they go hand in hand with what we just discussed on um, just uh, being confident and in, and in, in, in where you are and 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 what you intend on developing uh, within yourself your own skills and ability so um, so I, I believe, and again, being teachable, I believe those really go hand in hand again with uh, pursuing an executive level position. I've I've not done that, and I've not been an executive level in someone else's company, only within my own. But uh, I still believe those same attributes would apply. All right, so let's close this close this out with a, a series of I call this the lightning round, and we just go through the different. Um, you know, uh, areas of construction and we rate them on a one to 10 basis, you know, 10 being the most important and one being the least important. Now they could all be tens. 
So uh, I had to I had to clarify that last time I did a, a podcast. So every one of them could be a ten, or every one of them could mm-hmm. be a nine. So so we'll just go ahead and start out. I, I'm just looking for a number here. Scheduling on a one to ten. And ten being the most important, or one being the most important. I'm sorry. Yes. Yes. Ten being most important. So uh, scheduling is a. Uh, uh, Gosh, it's it's hard not to put it as a ten. You know, I'm gonna say ten. And, and you know, you have to, you can't, you 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 have to. And it has to be developed early on. A, a very strong schedule uh, has to be developed early on and and distributed. You know, everyone needs to be aware of that schedule. What about estimating? Uh, I would say that's a ten as well. Uh, uh, I'd probably bump scheduling down to nine just to make estimating a ten. It's uh, uh, it's the it's it's the structure of everything else. I mean, everything else is going to be fully dependent on that estimate uh, to be able to be successful. If you if you don't have a strong estimate early on, everything else will suffer. So um, I, I could definitely place estimating at a ten. Contract administration. Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll say eight um although you know personally i think it's very very important um and maybe that's why i've gotten so much good feedback on it because uh you know again early on in the project and throughout if you don't uh implement good project administration the rest of the project's going to suffer and 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 really even your schedule is going to be affected if you're if you're not processing things with that sense of urgency and uh, making sure your subs get everything ordered on time and materials are hitting the ground when they need to. Um, so uh, it's it's very it's very important early on. And one thing I didn't say previously that I'll just kind of interject here is I think one of the things that makes you successful in that forum is the fact that you're strong construct, contract administration because you stand you started out in the public sector. And you you mm-hmm. and you utilized those same. Um, that same discipline method to do commercial, which a lot of people don't do. That's right. Yep, I can agree with that for sure. Okay, design. Design. Uh, you know, I, I'll say uh, we'll say a seven, just because you can. You know, it's it. It can, although it's very very important to be able to develop a good estimate. But I mean, that's not where the buck ends. Obviously, there can be modifications made later on. Contracts. Contracts, are a, a good solid contract with the owner and with the subs. You know, very very important. The um, uh, uh, just the awareness of the structure of a contract and what you need in there and what you don't need in there. Uh, that awareness is super important um, because, trust me, you're going to reference back to that contract many many times. Uh, both uh, with the owner and both with the sub, so um, uh, we'll, we'll put that at a uh, we'll put that at a gosh, I, I you know I'm gonna say a ten just because I mean you got to have a good solid contract. Accounting. Yeah, <clears throat> for us personally, I'd really hate it rate it high, but I've known people who's been able to succeed without you know the same accounting infrastructure that we have but um so you know i'll say a seven for accounting uh it's uh uh but still yet it's 
we we personally we uh we're blind if we don't have good cost control so we don't know where we stand and and, and we're really driving blind without it so it, it's 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 important it's very very important what about selling work yeah so uh uh my my conception of selling work is being able to walk off a project is that your same conception for selling work um I'm thinking more the ability to early on bid, bid yeah early on to bid and get work yeah okay all right so um uh well, you know I would rate it ten with estimating you know it's it's the backbone you're not gonna be able to even perform in these other areas without being able to sell that project and and to be able to to um so yeah, I'd say a nine or a ten. And you know, it last, depends if you're if you're in private or if you're in public. If you're yeah. in public, you don't have to you don't have to be as good of a seller, you know. And the last uh, one I have is leadership. Yeah, the uh, you know um, uh, we've we've been able to get by in the past without it, but I mean, it's a lot easier to sleep at night with with good leadership in place. So um, we. But at the same time, we recognize that we we uh, we have to take the opportunity to, like we said, empower others and build them up. So uh, it's important, but at the same time, we know that's something you can help to foster and and develop. So uh, you know, we'll say we'll say a seven or eight on that. Well, and I want to close it out and give you guys give you the last word, like I do always. Uh, I always give uh, the guest the last word. I, I just want to say a few things about you personally. Um, and uh, about Omni. Number one, um, you know, you were you were at EKU just finishing out when I started, so that seems like a long time ago when it was, <laughs> you know. But right. but, uh, but uh, I could always tell, you know, at times you weren't the best student, and I don't think that that is like a, a surprise to anybody who's listening to this. <laughs> but I always knew that you always had the he always had the potential to do that. You know, you, I, I always said, you know, Joe's one of the smartest guys I know. If he can just, if he can figure it out, then he's going to be unstoppable. And the good news is, is you figured it out, you know, and I got to commend you for that because, uh, the, the fact that you have turned your life into something so positive and have done so much with what the Lord has given you, it says something very significant about you. So I want to commend you for that. I, uh, I, I, you know, last few years we've connected again after many years of not talking and uh, not because of choice, just because we're both, we were both busy, but, uh, I'm, I'm mm-hmm. glad to see everything has worked out and, um, I'm glad to see where you're at, you know? So, um, so I appreciate that. And anybody, in all honesty, anybody who knew, who would have known you as a young man would have said the same thing I did, you know, because you, it, you always had that potential. No, no question. And I'm glad you're living up to your potential. So, so, and I thank you for spending time uh, today and I want to give you the last word. Appreciate that. Thank you. So thank you. You had anything? Yeah, thank Go ahead. Well, hey, you know, uh, the just uh, I gotta say again, thank you. Uh, it's reciprocated. Uh, some of these skills and things that I've uh, discussed today is, is developed as a result of you all empowering me, you know, in that program. So I appreciate that. Thank you for the that insight. That's nice. 
Well, hey, once again, um, I thank you for having me on, having you on the podcast today. Next week on Connex, uh, we're going to bring um, Josh Marilla to the table, and we're going to have a chance to kind of talk about uh, Marilla as a company. And I will see you next week. Yeah.